Bonus hit different episode with Haley Mary from I compression on these. from herself. <laughs> just popping all over the. Courtney did auto tune for us last week. We're talking about auto tune. Are you going to auto tune Haley Mary introducing herself right now? Thanks, Court. Or are you going to give her an echo or something? Go all the way from Haley Mary. <laughs> <laughs> I am Mary there she is. That's her on her library card. Friends, thanks for joining us today. Well, we're going to ask Anna Haley Mary about her songs that hit different for you. So, legit, what was the first music clip, song, radio moment that you were like, what the F is going on? Why am, why am I feeling this way about this song? The movie Ghost. Yes. Unchained Melody. I can't. <laughs> I can't. Um. I must have been like four, three, four, I don't know. And I peered out. I, I, my parents were watching it and I kind of did that sneaky look. And firstly, I was annoyed at how suddenly they were clean because they were doing the pottery. <laughs> That's a very good point. <laughs> the pottery scene. So many issues with in, continuity in those I know. films. It was era. the 80s and they just didn't care about authenticity at all. Yep. Or the, how that would have really gone down. Mm. But, yeah, so they were suddenly clean and making love, even though there should have been heaps of clay. And I, coincidentally, went to the bathroom the next day and my dad had songbook in there and there was one – it was in there. Mm. But I had to read the lyrics because I didn't know what it was called. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Very affecting tune. Oh. It's a tune that immediately transports you somewhere else, you know, wherever that's oh, yeah. going to be. Like it, it, slows, it almost slows your heartbeat down, doesn't it? I think it transports you to the place where the ghosts live, mm-hmm. like purgatory, yeah, or something. <laughs> Say the Patrick Swayze. <laughs> well, he he was a ghost. He's yeah. and is now. also a ghost. Hopefully, he's out of purgatory. <laughs> Patrick Swayze is also a ghost. This is <laughs> no, that's very good, guys. Funny's funny. It was prophetic funny, funny. that movie. Yeah, I mean, it would have been about anyone. <laughs> yeah. We are all going to die. Yeah, everybody listening, you are going to die. <laughs> Just know that. So let's enjoy today. Um. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen the lion do that? The Universal Lion? Is it? You know the film thing. Is it Universal? MGM. Film? Yeah, MGM. Yeah. Yep. yeah. There's an amazing <sighs> thing on YouTube that you need to look up where the MGM lion's like, rawr, rawr, and then it goes live. Oh, yes, we're all going to die. And it just goes into like this really sombre thing. Is it uplifting at the end? It's really funny in like a dark way, but I don't know if it's ever uplifting. I love it. Anyway, sorry. I I digress. It's all about digressions here. I saw Bono and U2, first concert I ever went to, Zoo TV, MCG, and they did Unchained Melody on stage. See, it's gay. It was very good. It's always a game thing, and because it's the first song I ever learned to sing. Really, I learned it oh, at this huh. time. That was my that was Ring my it. thing. It's quite difficult, but I've only ever done it live on my isolated Instagram thing because I was like, "That's okay." But whenever anyone does it, I'm like, "How dare you?" <laughs> a <laughs> little this, bit. Are you like, "This is my song"? No, not so much. This is my song. I'm like, it's Untamed Melody. Like, you can't do it better. You just, yeah, it's special to me, so I feel like it's my song, but also yeah. 
what are you going to do with that? Yeah, like, totally. It's like it's pure. Like you don't mm. touch that shit. Mm-mm. But it was a cover. <laughs> I'm being a little bit uh, hypocritical here. Is Unchained Melody a cover? So, so, so um, the one that you know, Righteous Brothers, Yes. it was actually written in 1955 uh-huh. for a movie called Unchained by, and it's just the melody for mm. the movie Unchained. That's mm. where it got its name. But it was by some songwriters that no one's really ever heard of. Luke's by High Zerat and music by Alex North. Very talented men. Yeah. But it's the vocal take. Anyway, so most people think of the Righteous Brothers as mm. the version. Mm. Yeah. And that happens so often. Like <laughs> In those days in particular. Well, 98% of people shit. who go and see... Daryl Braithwaite play horses. <laughs> I have no idea that, that it's a cover. cover. Yeah. yeah, it's or kind Torn. of very yeah. similar. Torn's a cover? No. By Nelly and Brugler. Yeah. Or Florence really? and Machine. You got Did you not know that? I didn't know Tainted yeah. Love's a cover. That Her version's a cover. cover. Yeah. Wow. Tainted Love, Soft Cell is a cover. Huge. That's a, that's a fair That is one. a, yeah, that's a, that's yeah, a, yeah, that's a cover. One. Tainted Love, Soft mm. Cell. That's a good one. Yeah. I mean, all along the Watchtower, you know, Hendrix probably did it best. <laughs> keep talking up you two. You two did an amazing job. So my <laughs> but it was, bloody, it was Bloody Dylan. Two favourite artists of mine both did one, um, one song and I, I've, it's always been the debate for me as to which is the best. I Drove All Night by Roy Orbison mm-hmm. slash Cindy Lauper. Yes, Cindy. Oh. And she actually is the only person I've ever heard do a Roy Orbison better than Roy Orbison, I reckon. Yeah. Hefty. Yeah. Love it. Huge. My dad saw Roy Orbison on stage in, in the 60s at uh, Festival Hall and he said two words to the crowd all night. Thank you. Oh, he's so <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> Dream. Do you know how tragic his life was? Yeah, so sad. I don't – I actually don't know enough. I've, I think he lost his whole family his whole or something family. in a fire. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. And like there's like the song crying story. is so affecting already. Yeah, no, he's legit. Like the standing but he was like that before he lost his family. Totally. So I don't really know what he was like after. But mm. yeah. apparently there's some story about him and Paul McCartney, I'm guessing, one of the Beatles. At the Beatles. I'm gonna call him Paul. Let's just say it's Paul <laughs> for the Paul. sake of the story. Sir Paul. At Paul's place. Which happened to be in LA, so I'm starting to think it wasn't Paul. Uh, but well, maybe. <laughs> but All they, right there, it's Ringo. Whatever, it was Ringo, probably. Anyway, they were out of place, <laughs> and Paul had this water feature around his fireplace, mm-hmm. and they were talking about how, and Roy was there. He's like, oh, "This is an amazing water feature around a fireplace. Like, what an interesting, you know, place to have a water feature." Mm. And it's kind of safe. It means like the house can never really burn down or whatever. Mm. And apparently at this exact time, Roy Orbison's house was burning down with his family in it. Oh, my God. That's a story I heard. I don't know how true it all is, but there's a beautiful poetic tragedy in there. Completely. Some of it may be true. Hayley Mary, when you were a teenage girl, uh, you know, 10, 12, 13, 14, what was the next kind of wave of music that really grabbed you? I was still quite into ABBA at this time. And I remember my friends were all into like, that was maybe more primary school, but your, your boy bands, like like Five and NSYNC and <laughs> yes. Steps and stuff. Steps. And I remember I, I always just liked 70s music. Like I didn't really like any of that stuff. I was very into like Queen and Bowie and mm. Kate Bush and ABBA and Boney M. I was always on the outside of my friendship group because of this. And then one day Steps, I believe, did a tragedy. tribute to ABBA. <laughs> oh. They did a tribute where they Ooh. they did do tragedy, which Speaking was <laughs> another great 70s act. 
EGs. Yes. Who I also love. Lay all your love on me. They did like a full medley. Yeah, I know him I so well. I think I remember that. And I was like... Abba Medley. Billy I am Piper, right. yeah. Billy Piper, Bewitched Steps and 1999. Yeah, and so all my friends' favourite bands did a tribute to my favourite band. And so I, I was love like, that. I'm the one. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> but that's actually really primary school, end of primary school, start of high school. So high school... Just before you go into that, um, Voulez Vous is the best song by Abba. Change my mind. I feel like it's like you're one of those Abba fans that only knows one song. And so... <laughs> oh, well, I only get requested one fucking song when I DJ. You know what it is? Everyone's an Abba fan that only knows one song. No, no, True. Gimme, Gimme, Gimme is the most requested yeah. song of any. Anyway. Yeah, it's huge. It's a great I, song. No doubt. I'm, I like Dancing Queen as well. I like all. I like oh, Fernando. Oh, you really delved into know, the back catalog. I know, at least four. <laughs> Waterloo? You, have you, you heard of um, Mamma Mia? <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh. You know what, though? Okay, here's a moment. Johnny and I were watching a movie and Money, Money, Money came on like in the movie because yeah. it was obviously about some millionaire. And I saw him sneak through the Shazam. And I was I like, it. you are not Shazamming Money, Money, Money right now. He was like, oh, it's Abba. I was like, Excuse me, while I go an aneurysm. Um, oh, that's great! But yeah, that's brilliant. What was were we talking about? Yeah, we were just about Abba. to get to get beyond ABBA, and then you were oh, going to get into something. It's so hard for me to go beyond ABBA, but um, yeah, high school mm. was probably when I got into the darker stuff, you know, because I was angsty, <laughs> like the Cure, and uh, f- from like the Kate Bush world, because I got really into like gothic literature. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so got into gothic music then. But not like, and more new wave. I wasn't super into dark stuff, mainly just the cure. Um, and new wave and some kind of like, like Ultravox and that kind of mm. synthy yeah, stuff, no. which was sick. So yeah. Good. And then like Kraftwerk and that kind of, that world. Kraftwerk. Kraftwerk. Well, that's fucking German. Yeah. What, you, saying what, what like have you been saying? Vodka. <laughs> Wokeswagon. <laughs> 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 There's something in that. There is. Getting actually. in the woke wagon. And then, yeah, I was growing, I grew up in Byron Bay, so I was surrounded by hardcore music, like most coastal town people in that era, and still probably now, and a bit of metalcore and that kind of thing, which definitely influenced me. I wasn't so much, like, I could listen to pop punk, like everyone also in that era, and now, again, um, it's making a comeback. Yeah, even Skeggs, the stuff they're doing is so cool, and that new Skeggs record, um, what's it called, Rehearsal. It's a freaking strong record. It's mm. all Velvet Underground influence. Right, like right. right. Come, coming. It's yeah. It's, yeah, it's see, surprising I, everybody, which is great. That's cool. I think Skeggs are cooler than the pop punk I'm talking about. Yep, yeah. <laughs> way cooler. Um, Tell us about the Cure also hip hop. You can too. Like the Cure is a band that as soon as you start listening to them, well, we talked about Lana before. You mm. can do three or four songs. Sure. The Cure you can you can listen yeah, to. Yeah, no, I was gonna say my opposite. Yeah, you just yeah. go in yeah. and you and you just want to oh. keep going. I listened to the love song this morning when I got up and I was just like, you just, it's so buoyant. It's a little bit like the drip. Yeah, it gives you that it's buoyancy. Sublime. Mm. Oh well, work. I mean, I yeah, it, there is the buoyancy stuff which is sick and makes you feel good without feeling vacuous, which yep. is great. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Some boppy pop music makes you feel like oh, I've got to suspend my credibility for a minute to enjoy this, <laughs> but not Friday I'm in Love, for example. Um, I fucking hate that song. Really? Oh, really? I really hate it. I'm sorry, guys. I just, I find it like everything. I mean, I'm not going to die on the hill for it, but like, that's interesting. It it's, shits it's... me to tears, that okay. song. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Cool. I remember. I, I um, love so much Cure. What year did they do Splendor? 2016? When they did like the three hour 
splendor yeah, yeah, yeah. And the set, opera house and then they took it mm. to i think they just toured her toured it around the country but i remembered standing disintegration was yeah 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 i was standing in um yeah at the amphitheater i forget who was playing at the same time maybe it was like flume or someone was playing in one of the other tents and a lot of people had like fucked off mm. to see them. So it was kind of like The Cure had a massive crowd, but it was one of those crowds where you could move around mm. a bit more. And I'm, I remember it being freezing and I was just standing there. All of my friends had fucked off and I'm like, I don't care. This is going to be my moment. Was kind of lowering my expectations a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But as soon as Robert Smith starts singing, you're just like, that. how is that voice still that good? Yeah. And then they played Burn, which I didn't think they'd do. And I From the Crow soundtrack. Yeah, and then I almost started crying legitimately. I was just wow. like, oh, my God. Like, as soon as, like, the like the the drums and the bass just kicked in, I was just like, oh, this is actually – it's a thing. It's yeah. a thing. That's a thing yeah, that's yeah, happening. Yeah. yeah. There oh, is, like, cool. something otherworldly cool. about that music, like, mm. same as Cocteau Twins as mm-hmm. well. Like, mm-hmm. kind of, like – I remember I sat on this rock in Portsmouth. Mm-hmm. South of England. Pompey, Portsmouth, It's yes. a very good place to listen to The Cure, by the way. It's, it makes total sense <laughs> yeah, there. Totally. So, like you're on the <laughs> beach and you're in an overcoat and docks and you're like, this is weird. The sun has never <laughs> actually shone in Portsmouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, just like I sat on this giant rock and it just – I listened to it. It was like out to the ocean and it was just like this is what this music is meant to be. It's like touching mm-hmm. touching the void. It's touching the sublime. Touching the, touching the void. Absolutely. Um. Yeah. Which you do sometimes with a good hangover as well. Correct. Like Wait. <laughs> Who's got a good hangover? I do. It's it's, it's true. It's true. It's I one got, of those um, happy hangovers. I had to answer a volley of questions from my partner this morning. <laughs> were you with? Where were you? Why were you home so late? And I answered mm, them all and mm. then I put on the cure. I love song. Up we went. Beautiful. Yeah. It's amazing how you can just, how you can change a whole mood through, um, through music. I shared a stage with them as well. Ooh. There was a moment where I looked down at my mic stand and it said the cure. <gasps> That's freaking like nice. the tape. They taped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, Robert Smith is on stage. That's so really cool. good. <laughs> they give so, so much too. Like as you guys were saying, like they'll do three songs in like other like say Smashing Pumpkins who just refused. You know, Billy Corgan kind of refuses to play the hits. Robert Smith will give you everything, everything you want, and then a bit more. Totally. It's kind of the opposite of that showbiz that does leave them wanting more. The Cure give you everything, yeah. and it's because that they're the only thing in the world that can give you that. They're also an epic. Like he's like Homer's Odyssey type totally. guy. Like yep. it's all about the big grandiose thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like not like punchy, punchy, keep them wanting more. That was never. No, it would be not in line with the aesthetic. I feel. No. Just done track with churches. Yeah. Which people makes have total been, sense. I've not listened to that track yet. I know the. Good. Manager of churches is saying this is the best collab that he's ever heard. That's <laughs> like, well, that's why you would, would say be. that, Dean Rogers. God bless you. Yeah, of course you would. What are you going to say? <laughs> yeah. Shit. Um, I mean, it probably is really good. Yeah. yeah. To yeah. be fair. Yeah. Well, listen to that. You can listen to that out there in internet land. <laughs> it's As we continue listening to Haley Mary from herself. Um, after the cure and, and this, you you sort of went the gamut then with it. Well, with yeah, this zone takes me into like your Depeche Mode world and oh yeah, that kind of stuff, which is great. What was the Depeche Mode song that, that hit you first? Well, obviously, Enjoy record. the Silence. That was in... Not actually, obviously. No, this is later. Barrel of a Gun. Could be anything. Isn't it? Yeah, it's not obvious. It could be Personal Jesus. Yeah. Sorry. Take that back. <laughs> For me, personally, yeah. it was Enjoy the Silence, Enjoy the Silence, which actually I heard on tour. So I must be in my early 20s now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And That's I was in pretty, America. It's coming to it quite late as well, which is cool. Yeah. 
and the I just remember the tour manager saying like this song's about heroin or something and I was like oh that's such a good take on this isn't it mm. like because you just think it's a love song mm-hmm. and then it's not <laughs> or it is yeah and yeah about heroin yeah quite a yeah the, the amount of stories about Dave Gahan I was into sorry heroin um, yeah. the of stories about- <laughs> no I was into Transformer and Lou Reed in, when I was younger yeah which a lot lots of smack on that and um, we'll go back to that in stories time. about Dave Gahan I have one Oh, good. Oh, yeah. Well, just the stories about how close to death he's been on several occasions and being Mm. strung out and getting Mm. kind of carried off, Mm. uh, you know, in in airports, carried off planes and then play a show and then he would get an armful again and just somehow making through all these tours, especially at the height of before wellness was a word. (laughs) When when you're touring and everyone's just like, hey, would you like more of that? It was the 80s, I think, as well. Yeah, just crazy (laughs) excess of all that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Your your Dave Gahan story. Was actually... In the UK, the Jezebel supported Depeche Mode food tour, and they he was sober at this point, and he had he was into his like hot yoga, and this whole stage had to be like forty five degrees or something all the time, and there was just heaters everywhere, and everyone just had to sweat because he (laughs) was into this kind of thing, and he had like this hot tent next to the thing. But the story actually is that that's a good story. He was very sober, and so he was he was kind of like very insular like didn't want to yeah. hang mm-hmm. out or drink yeah. or anything it was just like show show really professional the best front man i've ever seen mm. and then we were in an arena in manchester it's where he's from as you do and he that someone got backstage and robbed the backstage area and took the tour manager's backpack with his laptop and all the band's no. passports and everything some other things but that was the worst part and everyone was freaking out. As you would be. And then Dave Gahan goes, show me the CCTV footage. And they showed him and he was like, give me an hour. And just like left. Whoa. And has contacted what? all his like. His hookups. Old hookups in like, oh, you know. Because he scored everywhere there in that town. And just someone was like, yeah, I know that guy. <laughs> just got it he back. The wrong backstage <laughs> area to rob, my friend. Yeah. Shit. Like, so that was. There's some benefits to having had a drug yeah. addiction in the past. Hot yoga. Uh. Hot yoga. <laughs> no, there's no benefits to that. No, no, no. Nothing whatsoever. No. All right. <laughs> That is a tremendous story. It's one That's of the best cool. stories I've heard on Hit Different. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. I've <laughs> got to remember that for next time when someone says, do you have a story? And I'm story like, like, no. Yeah. No, when you <laughs> Actually. say, give me, give me an hour, the way you lowered your voice to give, give me, me an hour. hour. I reckon you could even refine the story and do Dave's voice. I have. I don't doing, remember After doing, how after doing Buddy Holly's voice so beautifully earlier. <laughs> Very cool. Um, and what's the music at the moment that's... that's... Oh, you've just jumped. Um... Oh, Helen, no, let's not jump. Let's, let's, let's go chronologically. <laughs> no, let's not. We're running out of Helen time. Helen, we're starting the band. Then she passed the guy. Honestly, it's still just ABBA. I tr- I've tried. I've got... Okay, yeah, there's uni and the Jezebel's meeting and we introduced each let's other to a bit of that. indie stuff. Yeah. Um, Arcade Fire, mm-hmm. The National... Yep. This drummer lives here. Yeah, yeah. dude. He lived... Yeah. He actually... Didn't Johnny just took that. over his studio. At small oh, yeah, time. Small time. Oh. Yeah, and he did some drums there. And, yeah, Ryan. Um, yeah, he just yeah, apparently keeps to himself recently. a bit, but yeah. he had a studio at small time in Brunswick. Very cool. There you go. Great band. Love them. Um, Wish they put out another good record. Please, Arcade Fire, if you're listening, we need another good record. For I don't think they are. I'm just going to mm-hmm. say it. I think they've had the time. No, I mean, I think they're not listening. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think you shut down. I'm really enjoying it. It feels great. Yeah. Um, Shit. Uh, yeah, no, so, just the lyricism and the awesome – and the national as well, that kind mm. of like this awareness. I feel like they were so foreboding of what was to come in America and like this knowledge of being the American man and this kind of strange self-awareness about it all. It was mm. just like such great lyricism. I don't – I'm not sure you hear that these days as much. That like really introspective, amazing, mm. poetic from guys who are almost forty coming out and being like yeah. sick, cool indie. But Tin Man, Future Islands, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. They just again very much of that particular time. Yeah, as well. yeah. Uh, I mean, they kind of blew up again a bit later, yeah, they which did. is why. They, but they but did. they were around then, yeah. and those kinds of bands, I yeah. Just, Really good storytelling, amazing writers, lyrical writers. So they were very influential. Mm, and interesting. Then, Have yeah. you seen Arcade Fire Live? Yeah, that's another story where I got to be the one with the great music taste because I had this battle over because I lo- loved all the pop um, 80s diva stuff. Mm-hmm. And in the Jezebels, they were a bit more like into Radiohead and like Bjork mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, more, you know, mm-hmm. I'm a proper musician type stuff. Yep. And we went and saw Arcade Fire because it was one of the few bands that we all liked because we have very different taste in music. And in the middle of Rebellion Lies, they broke into Money Changes Everything by Cindy Lauper. <laughs> and I just had another one of those moments where I was like, I am the right one. <laughs> <laughs> My pop shit is sick. Yeah. Yeah. It was, a, it was ephemeral. How does uh, the Cindy Lauper song go? I don't know it. Money, money changes everything. Yeah, you—it's the opening of her um, of she's so unusual album, which has girls just want to have fun. Full disclosure: I knew how it goes. I just wanted you to see oh. my podcast. Trapped. Yeah. Have you got auto tune? <laughs> <laughs> Courtney. Um, how, how are we going chronologically? In band world, and then I kind of, to be honest with you, sometimes when you, music starts going, becoming not a hobby and a serious thing, I, I've talked to a few people about this, you sometimes start not listening to music as much. And that happened to me for a bit and it made me sad. I still am in it a little bit, but I I started revisiting childhood stuff and that kind of thing when I was you know, on my hiatus world for the Jezebels and, like, getting back into music. But I haven't been hugely, like, I love DMAs. Groupie. (laughs) 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 And I'm kind of into, like, rock and, guess, going back into my roots, like 70s rock and that kind of thing. But new music, I'm sure I know it and I'm sure I like it. I just can't think of it right now. In a lot of ways, you you are a 70s rock star put into 2020 you know? totally is that how you feel some days i do except i'm yeah no yeah i do actually a little bit mm. i think one of the biggest things like even writing about you there's this aura around you when i was writing about the herald sun and this picture of you in red and just always this face which is just like don't fuck with me i'm in charge in here you know like and like that was that was the the aura that um i was getting from you and I think everyone else was sort of so on board. And mm. when you came out on stage, that same Falls Festival gig, you had a whiskey and you had a dart. And it was so... <laughs> Jesus. You have so many memories of me that I don't have. <laughs> it's scary talking oh, to you. <laughs> and it was very much... I remember seeing when Liam Gallagher and when the Oasis walked out 
and Wembley. The Oasis? Who is this the, guy? The, the Facebook. The Oasis. <laughs> On internet. <laughs> and he, um, he, oh, this is great. And he just walks out with a, with a drink in his hand and just sticks his finger up, you know, oh. at 85,000 people. Just that's that. And it was just the most punk. You didn't do that, but like, no, you walked out. I passed them. You passed them. Yeah, look. But you went out and I remember you just went... He just sort of gave, gave everyone a nod, and the crowd went berserk. Okay. You were, it was all, it was almost like no, you you're lucky I'm here. No, 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 no. It was that, and it was cool. this kind of thing. And every girl, like sick, every girl, <laughs> fuck I mean, yeah. You've had a every girl, they wanted to be you, and every guy wanted to pass you. And I was like, wow, this only is. one could be the man. Yeah. <laughs> and now you've had that from the jump, though. Like, yeah. I oh, remember. Guys, no, sucks. like this is, got, this, is, this is what we I'll do. We bring people in, and we compliment them. There's like a boomerang I've got from years ago and I actually remembered it when I knew you were coming in at the Gov in like 20, God, mm. 14, Siri, 15, Alexa, sure. Maybe. <laughs> but you were wearing like this fantastic like leather almost jumpsuit with like flared. Like, oh. Do you yeah, remember the outfit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I do. I can't remember what year that would have been. Anyway. No, yeah, 14 sounds about but right. But I've got like this amazing um, boomerang of you crowd surfing. Oh, and it's just, yeah, you've yeah. just got like one leg like kicking up and it's just this <laughs> epic like leather flare. Can just you going. send it to me? I'll find oh. it. I'll find it now. When we put we out this content. podcast. <laughs> yeah. When we put out, yeah, hell yeah. That's what I've become. No, of course. No, I can no. I can give you the verbal content and, yeah. and Sosa can send you the, uh, the physical content. That's just, it's a natural energy, you know. Yeah. And it's. I feel like that's why people have, um, they just they feed off of that so much. At, at, like that at troll Kingston. guy. At the what? Yeah. The one troll guy yeah, that exactly. feeds off his <laughs> yeah, energy. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's all of us, isn't it? I think yeah. we can all relate to that guy a little bit. Hmm, completely. Where do you get your power from? I can't tell you. <laughs> She'll have to kill you. <laughs> no, um, you want it for yourself, don't you? I have enough. No, I don't know. Uh, you totally do. It's like you I'm totally actually do. good. Where do you um, get yours from is more the question. Humans. Um, where do I get my power from? It's Isn't it funny? Because I think power is something that people see in others. Mm. They don't ever yep. see it in themselves. Yeah. So they're never very aware of their own power. Mm. Um in fact, if they were, things might be a little bit better, wouldn't they? Yeah. Um, so I don't know because I don't feel particularly empowered. I feel like I'm on a journey towards empowering myself, but I don't – I probably should acknowledge what power I have. But uh, but if you did sort of sit back and pat yourself on the back, perhaps you'd lose that, you know, like <laughs> lose that quite hard, that hunger, you know, that hunger to be better and to keep – making something grey. Like when I ever speak to Foles Giannis, he's mm. always like, I think this is the best record we've made, you know, and I, I, and we've still got a lot more to say. I love your accent yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Like, All right. Oh, wow. Oh, so says so found the boomerang. Right. That's so they were great pants. Wait till you great see this, pants. friends. Oh. I just bought a pair quite similar, but they're shiny like these boots. They're cool. So I just need to get them Fuck back yeah. in action. To be honest with you, it's just so hard when there's just not many shows. Agree. <laughs> Bring what's, them. What's back. yours? We'll do, an, we'll do another tight five, my friends. What's your pump up jam at the moment? At the moment, I haven't really been doing any shows, so I'd, I've been doing couple. But I used to do "Time to Say Goodbye" by Andre Bocelli. Ooh. 
It's as very in, dramatic. You, you sing it. And no, no, no. As oh, pump, so, 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 of course. Well, kind of. I sang along yeah, yeah, with the but, Jezebels. So I'd put it on and be like, You could see what she's doing with there's a Amazing. lot of interpretive Which dance going on here. Which is super passionate. Yeah. But I really like um, Make Me Smile, Come Up and See Me Make Me Smile by T- Steve Harley and the Cockney Rebels. Yeah, That's Barker a good cover. feel. To, right? I, knew, that? I only know that from Nick Barker originally. Anyway. Blah, blah, blah. Cool. Yeah, cool. Great it, tune. Yeah. Great tune. You, you don't, you'd actually do that quite well in a, in a I, satirical way. You've done it all. Maybe I will. It's what's on the list of shit that I got to do. Okay. I feel like the content monster means that you have to do more as a musician these days than you used to. Like it used to be like music and suppress shots and occasionally you'd have to talk to a journalist. Yep. Which no. would be the hardest part. Of Poor, yeah. <laughs> thing. Naturally. Poor uh. thing. What was that about the enemy story you wanted? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. But now it's Tell us like about, yeah, it's, covers and yeah. content and do this and anyway. It's, everyone's on a hamster wheel. Like all artists are feeling that yeah. way as well. You know, Julia yeah. Jacqueline speaking about it recently. She's like, you know, all my fr- COVID hit and I was in lockdown and then I'm seeing people on Instagram. So we're hitting the studio. We're making a record. Mm. And I'm there going, I can't even think. I can't be inspired right now. I'm, you know, I'm wallowing and I should I be wallowing? And that really. Well, it suits her music. Yeah, straight up. But also inactivity leads to an activity mm. mm. but you and need to be bouncing off people sometimes to you know, extra extrovert introvert to become inspired and to mm. but to go back to the content thing um how do you compartmentalize that in your head where you go i was up? literally just asking dave batty my manager for advice on this before so i was like because he's so methodical he gets shit done by the time you've started your coffee he's done his to-do list and you're like what but <laughs> yeah what? i don't know i'm trying to work it out it's a constant process of actually beating myself up all the time for not, not doing up. things right or achieving one thing i will say <laughs> one thing i will say and david bowie is very good at this is about having mystery and and giving yeah. a little bit and then pulling back mm-hmm. a little bit too and i know feist gave some advice to sally selman about how to deal with fans years ago just like because when uh, one two three four blew up she's like okay you just keep them at an arm's length be personally warm so in similar to this i think you're lucky in that you're you're not a ballpark music and that you don't have to be hey we're wacky today we're doing this shit yeah you're a cool chick and like your music speaks for itself so if you can take well their music speaks today. for itself but it just depends on the the I guess the image that you put across, sure. if you're I that you energetic yep. thing, then you have to uphold it. And it's yep. like, oh, I couldn't, I just couldn't do that. I am actually an introvert. Yep. So I get my power from sleep <laughs> and and time alone, <laughs> yep. which is, is a difficult thing because it's an ever, ever more socialized world. Yep. Like I sometimes just think about Enya and how Hell she yeah. just sits alone in a castle and she's Enya. <laughs> Is that still I mean, happening? And well, I think so. Time. And she sells millions of records, and I'm like, could you ever do that again? I mean, you'd have to make Enya's music, yeah. which I'm not you'd... sure could ever be done again. Clonard were great, her her first band. Okay. Yeah. But you know, like sometimes yeah. I think about the introvert, mysterious artist that's actually also successful, and how um... Ireland's best-selling solo artist. Yeah. Good, Huge. Yeah. Good heavens. Yeah. I mean. Now you got me thinking about like, how's Enya? How is she? <laughs> like, she never tells you. She doesn't no. tweet going, yo, God's doing good. Like, kind of yeah. like take, take, a, take a leaf out of Enya's book. The more mystery you conjure, the yeah, more but people that, come towards you. I don't you. know. I think you have to be an actual elf to do that, which she may be. She could be. Like, I don't think – I think, I, yeah, I, I have to be a little bit more present than that because mm-hmm. otherwise you get lost. 
just mm-hmm. want you to be gentle with yourself. It's, it's very important. Okay. Okay. And, I, and <laughs> I, I, this comes from a place of not condescension, even though it's no, not, you're right. Comes from a place of empathy. You're right. Like, you're right. I feel so fucking sorry for artists there who, is who a wake up in the morning soil. knowing that there's probably a manager texting going, "Hey, we've got that announcement coming. Got any old school photos or yeah. got any footage from when you were doing a Battle of the Bands, age 16, and you had all that acne and all those moments in your sure. life? You got to like, ugh. So, yeah, I think you're on a, the right track and I'm going to drop the F-bomb again. Things take time. I you're flourishing, mate. So. Flourishing. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? I am. Because the other day I said to my boyfriend, is my spirit animal a worm? Because sometimes I feel like I look like a worm and mm-hmm. or I feel like a worm. I feel like a parasite. Mm-hmm. And he said, no, it's a caterpillar. Oh, that's, that's a great cool. way of thinking about it. And I was like, it. yeah, maybe I'm not a parasitic worm. Maybe I'm a caterpillar and they look similar. Yeah. We spend a lot of time hibernating and sleeping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, but then one becomes a butterfly. See? Damn straight. Whereas the other one just eats its host. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all we have time for today. Yeah. That's Your two co-hosts difference. getting munched up by a little Miss <laughs> Hayley Mary. Sucking your emotions yeah. like a fan. I love it. I think caterpillars are very cool for you. I know because I'm just imagining you just doing that thing with your back like a caterpillar. Yeah, totally. This <laughs> is totally. how you walk around getting around town. Thank you for joining us so Thank much. You. It's been an absolute blast. <laughs> Thanks for having me. This has me. been one of our best episodes. Oh, Thanks. they Thanks always say that, don't they? Friends, subscribe <laughs> to Hit Different. Join us every week with my gorgeous co-host, so Sophia Molly, and the most ravishing of all, Haley Mary. Thanks for being here, dude. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. That was really fun. Let's do it again. You. Go.